Hey there, listener. This is Michelle Lopez, host of The Organic CEO. And today we're looking at a post that I actually made on organicceo.com back in December 2014. It's the very first post that I posted, uh, the first blog article that is. And I called it, Look for What's Right in the Organic Industry. And it was my very first post. And as a writer, you know, I've, I've, uh, sometimes struggled with writing something down and then later deciding that I don't really believe in what I just wrote. I don't know if that's just me or if that's all writers or many writers, but there's this struggle or this challenge to capture what you actually think and what you actually believe in. And then there's this added uh, layer of complexity where you're constantly growing and changing so that what you believed in and thought that you believed in one month ago may be different, completely different 30 days or 60 days or 90 days later. So that may just be a case of evolving very quickly to the point where you're like completely different than what you were 90 days ago, if that makes any sense. So anyway, I wrote this blog post on December 8th, 2014, and it was the very first uh, post. And my intention for the post was to suggest this idea that we need to keep our focus on what's right in the organic industry instead of focusing on what's wrong and focusing on what everybody's doing bad and what needs to change and, and this kind of thing. Like we need to keep our focus on what's going right. So that was my intention for the article. And today, February 16th, 2015, I went back and I read that article that I wrote and I noticed that my tone of voice was a little bit different from the intention that I wanted to carry out. So I I was a bit, uh, bit angry (laughs) in that original post. And I think I was, you know, just getting to this place of changing my, my brain structure, literally changing my way of being, you know, I've been working with a mentor for, uh, the past several months and just changing what I listen to, changing what I read, the news, the, the, podcast that I listen to. I'm upgrading all of it. And so now today, when I look back on this article that I wrote a few months ago, I think it was just two months ago. Wow. Yeah. Not even, you know, maybe 60 days ago. Um, it's just insane how quickly somebody can rise to a higher level of consciousness and a higher level of being. So I'm not going to read the entire article in today's podcast episode. I'm just going to kind of summarize it a little bit and uh, critique myself. I think that's fair enough. I have tended to critique other businesses and other uh, company leaders a lot in the past. So let's go ahead and flip that and let's put myself under the microscope here. So in my idea of a perfect world, everyone except for babies and the invalid would be required to clean up after themselves. Everyone except for babies, small children, and the invalid would be required to tell the truth. All the bullshit of the world would be cut out and deleted like an un- unnecessary sentence. So those three sentences right there, that's how the blog article started. So 
one thing that is true, no matter what's going on, no matter what the circumstances are, is that our perception of something tells us a lot about ourselves. So when I wrote that my idea of a perfect world would involve everyone cleaning up after themselves, I was kind of giving away my own, um, my own way of being. So cleaning up after themselves, what does that mean? That means not making a mess. Or if you make a mess, you, you take the steps to clean it up. If you write something that hurts people, you take the steps to, you know, revise it or delete it or whatever. If you are a big company that pollutes and you create messes, you create like environmental stress as you're producing your products, a good company would, you know, clean up after themselves. They would find ways to minimize or remove that pollution altogether. So that would apply to everyone except for babies, small children, and the invalid, people who truly cannot clean up after themselves because they just don't have the capacity to do so. Um, all the bullshit of the world would be cut out and deleted like an unnecessary sentence. So that's something I wrote in that initial blog post. For someone to observe that there's a lot of quote-unquote bullshit going on in the world, that is often a sign that that person themselves is bullshitting themselves or you know, there's something going on with that person that makes them see BS everywhere. It makes them see lots of instances of people BSing and people not telling the truth and lying and covering up. Like you have to be the kind of person that actually BSs all the time in order to see that everywhere. As a mentor of mine has said, we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. So a BSer is going to attract lots of BS everywhere they look. So when I started this journey of really diving in deep into the organic industry and and researching and just kind of seeing what's going on, um, initially I found a lot of companies that really pissed me off. And I was like, these companies are full of crap because I was in that space still of uh, holding on to that energy. Um, I was also in the space of the more I was learning about this market, the more I was getting pissed off and the more I was getting confused. So as a consumer of organic, not even a business owner, owner, but as a consumer, I was getting pissed off because I was finding all these companies that seemed to have one little thing about them that would piss me off. Like this organic company is owned by a company that also owns a big junk food corporation. And that just didn't sit well with me. So there were just all these little instances of me finding companies to piss me off and be like, why in the world have I been buying this company's products? So I began to ask the question of who's really living, breathing, thinking, talking, and walking the organic idea ideal versus just wearing a costume Who's really truly organic versus just calling themselves organic? Right? Who's weaseling their way into the market just because they want some of the profits, but they're not actually 
good ambassadors of uh, the organic ideal. So when somebody says that their product is organic and free of toxins, free of pesticides, herbicides, all that stuff, free of dirty business practices, whatever you want to look at that as, I wanted to believe them as a consumer. I wanted to believe that what they said they were doing was actually what they were doing. So that's just an issue of like basic integrity 101. Like I was tired of feeling like there was just BS everywhere. I wanted to go straight to the truth. I wanted, and I still want people to be genuine. But the difference is like back when I wrote this article, I was really more in that space of being very skeptical and very uh, suspicious of everyone. And in my original blog post, I wrote, unfortunately, life is filled with liars, manipulators, cheaters, people who get away with saying one thing but doing another. Some companies, usually the biggest ones, have no business being believed, and yet they're the ones who seem to have the most power. Okay, so I I wrote that two months ago. And today, I understand now that life is only filled with liars, manipulators, and cheaters if you yourself are a liar, manipulator, and cheater. So that's a uh, definite revealing of my level of consciousness when I wrote that blog. And as far as applying this today in your own business, this is a like super ninja way to hack into your own mind and figure out what it is that you really believe. So a quick way to see what you're really about is to, to see what you complain about, to see what pisses you off and what you rant about or what you criticize because all of those things, like if you imagine yourself pointing that finger to whatever it is that you're not happy with, whatever that thing is, is showing you a secret aspect of yourself that perhaps you can't see. So in my case, you know, there were many ways that I was lying to myself. There were many ways that I was cheating on myself right? Not, not in a, uh, overt, super obvious way, but in a covert way, like cheating on my daily routine, saying that I'm going to cut out a bad habit and then failing to do that. Those kind of little things that are easy for a person to justify to themselves. So back then, <laughs> cause that was so long ago, 60 days ago, and depending on when you listen to this, you know, I, I may be completely different from when I am today. Um, but back then, I was just asking these questions like, what's the solution? If you're, if you're literally surrounded by these cheaters and these liars, what is the solution? Do you just not buy anything from anybody because you can't trust anybody? Do you just quit your crusade to live organic and uh, just like chuck it? in the trash can, give it up altogether? Do you take the time to develop a stronger BS detector and become more cynical and jaded and hardened in the process? Do you take like massive amounts of time to research companies and vet them more thoroughly, more rigorously before you buy a single one of their products? Like what's the answer? 
So I was legitimately confused. Like, what do I do here? And if I felt that way, you know, there's probably many organic consumers who felt that way or, or feel that way. So that's kind of a, the level of consciousness that uh, people sometimes go through. And that's part of the journey is figuring out the answers to these questions. And that's step one. And step two is actually asking better questions. Right? Like the questions I was asking were sort of setting myself up to be constantly disappointed. So I think uh, uh, maybe it was a few weeks ago. There's this guy named Brian Johnson and he creates what's called Philosopher's Notes. He has a really great YouTube channel uh, where he summarizes really popular books on leadership and productivity and things like that, personal development, and he's just brilliant at giving you like five key takeaways of, of these books. So you can basically like go on his channel, uh, look at a video, and get like a really good, solid understanding of a book without actually reading it, thanks to this guy, Brian Johnson. So I actually tweeted him one one day and I asked him because he had posted a video on, I think it was like three ways to close an integrity gap. And I asked him, how would you close an integrity gap for an entire industry, such as the organic industry? You know, I asked him that question because I was still, I was still in that mindset of how can I change something external from me? How can I fix this problem that's outside of myself that I was observing because the problem was actually within me, but I didn't realize it at the time. And the answer that he gave me was, was really brilliant. And it was just something like you close the integrity gap in yourself. You work on yourself and you work on yourself some more and you work on yourself some more and that's it. And he's like, you know, it sounds kind of dumb, but that's, that's really the answer. I thought that was a brilliant answer because looking out at a so-called like quote unquote industry with something that seems external from us, the industry, the organic industry, looking out at that and trying to change that is like the biggest, hugest distraction ever because what we really need to do is flip that and look at ourselves and change whatever is in us that is causing us to observe the problems that are seemingly going on out there. And this kind of gets into, I guess, uh, like law of attraction or metaphysics or, you know, stuff like that, where the observer, the one doing the observing actually changes what's being observed. So I just find that like fascinating. That That's always been a fascinating thing is what if you observe something, you actually change it. So I don't know if you have like ever uh, looked at a stranger, like eventually they will like, they'll know that somebody's looking at them and they'll, they'll get uncomfortable. They're, they'll shift in their chair and they, they'll eventually see you. But it's like when you're observing something, you actually change it. So in order to change the organic industry, you actually have to change what you're observing. That's the big aha that I took away uh, from Brian Johnson and his tweet, his response to me. And also just like thinking about this whole thing from a bigger perspective the past couple months. So kind of using myself as a, a guinea pig or a, uh, an object of study in this case, because I'm, you know, I am constantly changing and evolving and growing sometimes really quickly, sometimes more slowly. 
Um, as a, a consumer and as just a, you know, a human being in general, right? Like my, my struggle and a lot of people's struggle is to just realize that if we want to change our lives, we need to change what we're actually observing. That sounds so crazy, but I think it's true. And a mentor of mine, Darla Ledoux from alignedentrepreneurs.com, really, really cool woman. Um, she introduced me to this concept. Look for what's right. Everything is already perfect the way it is and look for evidence of what's right. So that concept goes against the concept of look for what's wrong. Always be on the lookout for problems. Always be on the lookout for things that, that are going wrong, things that need to be fixed, things that could potentially fall apart. Like th- that's just a, a huge difference in perspective is look for what's right. So in the case of the organic industry, we definitely need to look for what's, what's right. Like nobody's going to be perfect at it. Everybody's at different levels of uh, achievement, not to mention consciousness. But if we keep the focus on what's right, that's going to serve not only us, because we're going to start seeing more of that, going to serve that who we are observing or, or that whom we are observing. Um, we need to change what we're observing, basically. That's a big, big idea to swallow, especially if you spent your entire life with this belief that there's so many problems out there. There's so many enemies and so many things that you have to fight and overcome and defend against, like a, a warrior, a battler, is that a word? Battler? One who engages in battles. So it depends on your level of consciousness. You know, maybe you were that person who had a lot of uh, friends who turned out to be enemies and you realize that people are untrustworthy. That's, that's a belief. It's a very per- pervasive belief. But it's only pervasive if you yourself actually believe it and you're looking for it and you're looking for it out in the world to be validated. So back to that blog that I originally posted, I wrote that I was convinced that the way to solve the problem above of liars, manipulators, and cheaters, aka people who say who get away with saying one thing but doing another, the way to solve that problem was simply to not be one of them. So that's kind of in the right track. That's, you know, that's kind of in the right track, but I think a better way to phrase that would have been to, you know, close the integrity gap within myself, like do everything in my power to be a person that tells the truth, does what she says she's going to do and doesn't cheat anybody in the process and especially doesn't cheat herself. So the answer really truly is to remove all traces of that sort of behavior from one's own self. And you have to replace it with something. So replacing it with the qualities and the characteristics that you want to see out in the world, characteristics that you would want to see in any given organic company. So this is a very, uh, very ongoing process that requires diligence and patience and just constant monitoring of yourself. And I, 
I believe that that is the correct path is for us to decide what are the characteristics that we uphold as ideal. And we need to do whatever it takes to become those, to embrace those ourselves. Like don't waste time attacking and exposing and criticizing other companies because they don't have the characteristics that we find admirable. We need to like scrap that whole plan of action entirely. And we need to redirect all that energy, all that focus and attention towards ourselves and becoming the person that we want to attract. So we want to, if we want to attract really solid, trustworthy, really good organic companies that sell really awesome products, we need to become that. Like we need, we need to become, we need to embrace the qualities that we would want to see in them. And when we focus on what's right, we will actually get more of that. So what's right is the lifeblood of this planet. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but there's way more right stuff. There's way more good stuff going on. If you just look at any given scene in nature, any random scene in nature, it's usually pretty peaceful. It's pretty right. It's pretty good. And we just need to focus on that. Focus on what's already perfect. And there's countless watchdog websites, especially in the natural, organic space. There's lots of watchdog websites. There's, there's sites that are watching the ingredients and the little things that we put into the products. There's sites that are watching the companies, and there's, there's just everything. And some, you know, maybe some people are happy being a watchdog. Maybe that serves them. But I also know that it's very stressful to be a watchdog because you're constantly just seeing all this bad stuff going on. You're seeing all this bull, you know, bullshit. You're, you're exposing yourself to multiple opportunities to get pissed off throughout the day and give yourself an ulcer. So being a watchdog comes with a price. It's a, it's a really big price tag, I think. So if we focus on what's right, that's going to be less stressful it's actually, we're going to be able to grow more of that. And by right, I'm borrowing a concept from Wallace Waddles, who's a author of a couple of really great books. I think the science of getting rich, um, right to me means more life to all. So in order for something to be right, it literally has to bring more life to all. And life can mean good health, wealth, good fortune, just anything positive, anything good. It has to bring more good to everybody. That's what's right. So I think that concludes my critique of my very first blog post on organicceo.com. Um, it's a very interesting article. I think, I think it's interesting that I've changed my, my viewpoint quite a bit since posting that two months ago. So as always, thank you for listening. If you have comments on this, I believe you can uh, comment through iTunes or through my blog or through Stitcher radio or wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this content. Again, this is Michelle Lopez of OrganicCEO.com. Thanks for listening.